team at My Mortgage are all about making it easy to buy your first home. So we've put together some conversations where Claire and Greg talk about the process and share some of our top tips to help you on your journey. Kia ora team and welcome along to the My Mortgage podcast. You've got Greg and Claire here with you today. Hello everyone. Hello. Today we're going to talk about buying into someone else's property. So this could come about in a variety of ways. Someone might own a property, they might have owned it for five years and you might come along and want to purchase a share in it or become a joint owner in some way. So we're going to have a bit of a talk about the lending side of this and a few things you probably want to consider from a legal perspective so that you can talk to your solicitor about it and so that everybody's looked after in the whole process. So what situation Mm. might we want to buy into someone else's property? Yeah, so there's actually quite a few. So, I mean, a really common one is, hey, you've found a new partner, you've been together for a while, you maybe you're living together, but they own a house and you want to buy into that property. So you got to that point of your relationship, hey, we're going to own this property together. Potentially, and this often happens, we find people are already contributing to you know repairs and maintenance and rates and insurance and all that sort of stuff anyway. Potentially, it could be family property. And we've seen this a little bit. Mum and dad own a property and they're wanting to cash out, kind of, but you actually want to buy that property from them, but you maybe can't afford to buy the whole thing, but you can afford to buy half and you already live there. Maybe, you know, we're seeing that a little bit more intergenerational living. So that could be an option. Maybe your brother or sister have a property. Potentially they're wanting to head overseas or they want some cash to be able to go and buy a business or do something else. They want to free up a little bit of cash. You could buy them out as well or buy part of their property out. So those are some of the examples that we're seeing in terms of people wanting to buy into a property that someone they know already owns. There's a bit of a process to go through. So first step, I suppose, Claire, do you want to talk a bit about establishing the value of that property? Like what's it worth? How do we figure that out? Great idea. There's actually a multitude of ways that you can figure this out. When we get to the bank part of this, it is relatively likely that the bank will want what we call a registered valuation. So that's a valuation ordered via the approved system, usually either CoreLogical Velocity, and the valuer goes in and essentially does an in-depth report on its value. So that's sort of the, I suppose, the golden rule in a way. So I can't just get a local valuer to come and value that for me? You cannot. That is unfortunate. If you do that, you may have to pay for another one because the banks approve certain valuers and not all of them are approved. So we do have to go through that system. What we often do in this situation from a practical perspective, though, is we make a very good educated guess on the value of the property. We use a variety of tools so that we don't have to spend $800,000 or $900,000 up front to get a valuation. So we'll often look at homes.co.nz. We might speak to a couple of real estate agents. We might even look at what value the bank might hold on file for the property. So that's the desktop valuation or the bank valuation. And then we might bring those all together and call it an initial number. And from there, we look at how we're going to arrange for this new person to come in. So they might have some KiwiSaver, they might have some savings that they want to invest in the property. And the second thing that we want to look at when we're putting this original deal together is, does the property need some work? Do you need to consolidate some debt at the same time? You've probably got some really good equity And we want to consider how much of the new property is going to be purchased. So would you like it to be in shares? Do you want to own 50 shares each of a 100-share property? Do you want to own a third? So these are all things that we'll be looking to consider at this point. So how much are you contributing? What's the value of the property? 
And what else are you eligible for? So a couple of things here, Greg. Can you explain, can I use my KiwiSaver if I'm a first-time buyer? Yeah, absolutely. If you've never used your uh, KiwiSaver before and you've never owned a property, then you can most definitely use your KiwiSaver to buy into a property like this. We do it all the time. You just have to apply to your KiwiSaver provider. They will tell you how much you're eligible to take out. The other thing you can use is the first home grant as well. So if the property value is below a certain amount, all of those are on the Kinda Order website. You can go to Kinda Order, apply, see if you're eligible, and then you can get the first home grant as well. So it could be three, four, five thousand dollars extra cash the government's going to give you to buy into that property, which is awesome. And as you mentioned, Claire, potentially looking at things like renovations and consolidating debt. So you can't use your KiwiSaver to do those things. But what you can do is buy the property using your KiwiSaver, and then we can borrow a bit more from the bank to be able to do those things. Say, for example, let's just use some numbers quickly. Say you have a property that's worth $600,000. The lending on it is $300,000. So over the time that maybe your partner has owned that, it's gone up quite a bit, which is great. You're going to have maybe, let's say, $50,000 in KiwiSaver and savings and your home start grant. So that means that we can buy into that property and really you only need $250,000 worth of lending to do that. Now, a few things might happen in there as well. You may say, hey, actually, as part of this process, my partner wants 50 grand to buy a boat, let's say. Um, so we can kind of make it work in terms of numbers to be able to do that, that you're actually providing some cash um, through this as lending. Plus, we want 50 grand to do the bathrooms, do a kitchen, re-roof the house, something like that. And so then in the end, we might end up with a home loan of 350000 and you've been able to access the funds to do what you want to do renovation-wise and also provide some cash to your partner for that or all those sorts of things. So there's a whole bunch of ways that that can work, but it is a really good way to bring you into the property. However, it might not be the best timing to do it right now. Claire, do you want to talk through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I've had a couple of situations where couples have come to me in this exact situation. So essentially a partner wants to buy in, they want to use their KiwiSaver, and I always ask the question, why now? Reason being that KiwiSaver obviously builds up over time. You also can only take out your KiwiSaver once. So you've got to consider when is the right time to be buying into that property. Is it now or is it at a defined point in the future when it might make sense if you may be buying another property, you might be selling this first one, you might be building, you might want to buy an investment property. And I actually had a really good conversation with some clients around this because they might just want to reduce some debt. But if that KiwiSaver is 25 grand and it might be 55 grand in two years' time, then it might actually be an opportunity to wait and consolidate essentially and then make some decisions from there. So I think probably the key thing here I'm saying is what are you trying to achieve by buying into that property? Is it to, you know, just to condense things together and make it a merged or joint type of situation? Or are you kind of doing it because you think you have to? And I think it's really important to get some really good advice there from a solicitor. And in this case, the solicitor said, hey, you know, I don't think there's any point in doing this right now. The other thing to consider as well is this is not as simple as putting my friend or my partner on the loan. So this is a new loan application. What's involved in that, Greg? Yeah, so in terms of that, because we're going from a one party to two parties, we need to do a full application. So it'll be, you know, from you and your partner, pay slips, bank statements, if they're self-employed, business financials, all those sorts of things, as well as potentially a sale and purchase agreement. So it's a private sale from one party to 
the two parties, right? So that's something to take into account. It could be also, Claire mentioned before, around like whether you're buying shares in the property or whatever, could be that you need to set up a look-through company or a trust. If it, you know, there could be a whole bunch of ways that that's set up as well with really good legal advice because that's really important. Mm. The and, other thing oh, that is quite important here in regards to the legal advice is essentially you've come into a relationship with differing assets and obviously someone in this situation has got a property to their name. We need to get everybody on the same page around who owns what when the relationship began. So if you're buying into a property, that's a really good chance to put together a contracting out agreement to just record what the contributions of each party have been. And, and most solicitors will suggest that if there is some form of, I suppose, uneven contribution, because if it's even, then you may as well just deal with the Relationship Property Act, which is just to split everything 50-50. And while we don't like talking about relationships ending, it is really good to just plan for it, to have it noted, particularly if there was any family involvement in the ownership of the property to begin with, or there was some gifted equity or something like that. It's really important to have that recorded yeah. In, in one place. Yeah, definitely important to protect extended family as well. If there is a relationship that separates, it's uh, always a stressful time anyway. So the, the cleaner you can make that early on in the process, the better, so that everybody can deal with it in the appropriate steps. And a, and a good solicitor will be able to give you really good legal advice to make sure that that's really nice and simple. The last thing I will just mention is sometimes we have people come to us as a couple where one person owns a property, but they actually want to buy another one jointly. The second person doesn't have to own the first property. So just a scenario that I've dealt with a lot of times and had a lot of questions around is don't feel that you have to be an owner of that first property in order to buy another one and potentially use your KiwiSaver and first home grant if all of those things add up. So yeah, just something to bear in mind. It's not an overall requirement and essentially the property is used as security for the new deal, but it doesn't have to have joint ownership. So all of these things to consider. Excellent. So that's everything that around buying into someone else's property. There's lots of situations that it might happen and it's a really good way to get into the property market potentially if you're buying with siblings and that sort of thing or to you know formalise something that's maybe already happening with you and your partner anyway. So thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, Claire. And you. Uh, we'll come back to you soon with the next edition. Look forward to it. Wherever you're at, you can get in touch with our friendly, easygoing team and get some advice tailored just for you. At My Mortgage, we never say no, only here's the plan. And we're happy to take the time to take you through the process and make it easy. My Mortgage, making home loans more fun and less boring since 2012.